This week's episode of Black Girl Brunch is sponsored by Legacy DC. Planning on heading to DC? Are you a DC resident looking to support a small business in your area? Check out Legacy DC, a unique art gallery that specializes in graffiti, street art, and digital art. Legacy DC is also a I-71 gifting shop. What's I-71 gifting? Glad you asked. In short, I-71 is a legal way of receiving cannabis products in DC. It's the gift for purchase system, but instead of being gifted something random you'll never use, you're gifted a cannabis product. How does I-71 work at Legacy DC? For patrons 21 plus, with one purchase of digital art, you receive a cannabis product of your choosing. That's so decent. I'm for sure hitting them up next time I'm in DC. Right? You can also order online and pick up in store. For more info on Legacy DC and I-71, check out their website at thelegacydc.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And boy, oh boy, do we have a <laughs> show for you guys. This show is going to be big. It's going to be big. This show is going to be very world stop. Carry on. <laughs> what a crazy, and honestly, the craziness has not stopped. It's still going on as we speak madness is happening <laughs> literally like on remember on game of thrones when like everything blew up and the whole town was just going chaotic that's literally and, what's happening and every second i find myself asking now why am i in <laughs> now why every second like honestly so my screen time is gonna be crazy by the end of this week because <laughs> i'm just like i'm Honestly, also, I'm a sucker for jokes, and the jokes are good. <laughs> the jokes are great. The jokes will, they ain't going to be like this a long time. I know. They ain't going to be like this ever I'm again. I'm yucking it up. Ah, I'm yucking it up. Um, I just want to say that these last few days have been so chaotic that I turned on Diary of a Mad Black Woman to calm myself down. What? I went to a Tyler Perry movie for comfort. That's how chaotic the rest of the world has been. I, I was like, how can I find something familiar, something that reminds me of normal times? Like, when this used to be the craziest thing. I'm gonna watch Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I watched Cruella um, to calm down, but then after the movie was done, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe <laughs> what happened just happened." Great movie, by the way. Great. I love Cruella. Great movie. Shout out to the costume designer. She won for best costume at the Oscars. Yeah, she ate that. Yeah, she did. But um, let's just let's just uh, let's just dive right in. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I just deleted the outline. Y'all was going to hear me screech. I was going to jump. I was going to jump clean out that window. Because we share it. So we would have been. We both. We would have been fucked. Because this is the most notes a... we put in the outline in, in, in a long time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into the fade form. Yes. All right. So this week's for <laughs> this week's day for our four things that slap. <laughs> four things that slap. <laughs> so four things in our life that are just slapping that are really great. Debbie Love. So starting with you. So right now, something that I'm really loving at the moment, and I guess this isn't fair because I'm vegan, but I want to say vegetables. I'm really, mm. the thing is, like, obviously, I, as a vegan, I have to fuck with vegetables to, I don't know, live. But, like, yeah. I'm really, like, I'm like, yo, these are really good. Like, vegetables seasoned up the right way. Like, I'm really, like, yeah. That's how I feel. Like, I'm just I, all about it. 
Sabria, speaking of vegetables, I forgot to tell you. What? Somebody, I had Brussels sprouts this weekend and wild card ingredient. They put apples in it. Really? Did you like it? I don't know. But they were, it was just like, wow, Granny Smith apples in these Brussels sprouts. <laughs> That's I wild. Ate the That's apples wild. in the Brussels sprouts and I just could, I still didn't know how I felt. I was like, sure, I'll eat the apples, but like, I don't know if I'll, I'll do it. But yeah, that, that's what happened. That's wild as hell. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Vegetables be slapping. They sure. slap so bad. Ooh, um, also, being a woman in your 30s, maybe I'm biased because I'll be 30 on Sunday. I mean, Saturday. But um, yeah, I'm just looking at all these women in film and stuff becoming successful. And like, I'm talking about like writers and directors because like, that's what I want to do. And like, most of them are in their 30s. And I'm just like... I thought I was late, but you know what? Right on time. Yes. So yeah, women in their thirties are slapping me silly, and I love <laughs> it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, candles. Um, since I started making candles, um, I started liking them even more. Um, right now I have a candle lit. Um, I mean, why not I point do. to it like y'all can see it? <laughs> really was like i went over here but yeah so like i'm just like yeah it definitely gives a great vibe like i just love like you know just having the scent up in the air it feels good i wish i could fall asleep with it on but i would not do that but yeah candles um also the last one is um so i finally listened to rosalia's new album and i'm obsessed her album motor mommy um i love it it's so good um and i wish i knew what she was saying because obviously the whole album was in spanish but it's so good like i love it i'm a fan shout out to her i have to check that out i really will that sounds amazing yeah i like it a lot her album um all right my turn and also if you guys hear like machinery that's the dishwasher and i'm sorry i don't hear it right now Okay, cool. It's real loud in my headphones, so I was, like, getting real stressed out. All right. So, first, um, the first thing that's slapping in my life right now is I love having a TV in my room. Yo. Game changer, right? I've been wanting a TV in my room for a while, but it's just been one of those things where I haven't gotten around to buying. But then my dad was about to give away this smart TV, and I was like, don't give it to anyone other than me. So perfect little Samsung smart TV. And I thought it was going to be an old TV, but this shit is super up to date. Like it's got, it's so, it moves so fast. Mm-hmm. And you, swear, you know, the TV in my living room is from 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm kind of living in the past, but this TV, oh, just having to t- watching TV from bed, like spending a day in bed, like ordering Chinese food and just being like, all right, I'm just going to, that is self-care. I love that it is- so much. I love it. I know some people be like, yeah, like no TV in my room. I want it like, I'm sorry. I like it. I don't turn it on every night either. Like some nights I just go to bed. Yeah, neither do I. I don't be having my TV on all the time either. Like I re- I, it's crazy because I just recently started watching TV a lot more in my room, but I haven't. Um, And like I have the TV on right now only for the ring light because y'all don't mm. know, but we are like this video. We can see each other. Um, 
even though I don't need it, but I got used to it. But yeah, I just started and I'm just like nothing up with like clean sheets, sitting back, you know, cracking your toes. After the shower, you be rubbing your feet together. Because that's what that's the reason why I took a nap earlier before you called me because like, I had just got the shower, turned the TV on and I just was like, ooh. We some TV loving bitches. That's one thing. I like, love when people TV. start trying to say, like, I don't watch TV. I'm like, well, that's good for you. Um, protect the styles. Um, right now I have braids in my hair and I just don't want to take them out. Like as when I start to see my new growth coming in, it's just like, yay growth. But it's also like, no, I don't want to take these out. Like protective styles are the best when you're in the gym Mm -hmm. and just don't want to worry about your hair. Like I, I just love braids so, so much. Um, third necessary body wash. Ooh, I, hmm. I've been wanting to try a necessary body wash for a minute, but I just didn't get around to it. I've been so afraid to switch from my like dove sensitive skin because my, you know, it's dermatologist recommended and I have real sensitive skin. So I just try necessary like, all right, I'm just going to use it during special occasions, but it's actually really, really gentle. Um, it has something in it that helps with like your pH. Cause I know for a lot of women, like it, it could be like a, it could just really set your whole body off, yeah. like trying certain washes and stuff. And like, I understand it too. <sighs> and if you have sensitive skin, I mean, it's worked for me, but if you don't like scents, you don't have to get your eucalyptus. Like there's like a unscented one. Yeah. So I, but I'm loving that body wash so much. Um, they got a little discovery kit at Sephora. You can get it for like $40. You can get four things. This body serum, great for after you shave, exfoliator, the lotion, and the body wash. Well, I just remembered. I get a gift. <laughs> let's hope that is necessary but i don't know what the gift is um i found it i found it just got her. i don't know but yes you get your sephora gift um finally on my list navel oranges yo i love oranges in the spring like so good. every spring and summer i buy oranges and like i be tearing them up like i be eating at least two of them a day um and right now oranges like it's like every season i have a fruit that i go crazy over i just came off of an apple kick now i'm uh into oranges and then by the time summer come i'm gonna be into berries and cherries i'm into oranges right time. now too um also i had a strawberry i had like three strawberries last night and i'm like ooh. This is good. Yep. And I kinda, they coming back. They come back in season. Yeah. But yeah, those are the things that are slapping in our life right now. So let's get into this toast for us, sis. This week, we want to toast to Big Lotto and Mariah Carey for that energy remix. Very cute. Obviously. Also, like, the thing is, I was not, it's not that I didn't like, didn't like her. I just was like, I didn't get into her music. But honestly, since having Mariah co-sign, I gotta, you know, get into it, you know, like that's the high, I feel like that is the highest level of respect as an artist you can get is a Mariah uh, cosign. Yeah. And also I think with Lotto, it's just the music wasn't for me. She's very young. Yeah. So I always felt like, you know, she wasn't ever for me. And that's how me. I felt too. But she's working. She, okay? she is. She, she, she is, is working, working very hard and you gotta respect it. You have to respect that i sure. really respect somebody that like even when they like no push down they still come back fighting and she mm-hmm. like she's still going at it so yeah shout out to her like i love a hard working bitch people are going to have their doubts about you for sure yeah that don't that don't have to be a reality though yep so i feel like people who just be pushing past the hate 
And it's just like some people just feel indifferent about you and you just got to keep going. And I think she gets it. And yeah. I'm she, really happy for her. Yep. She won me over. So let's get into this tea time. Starting off with a little TV dinner. We skipped it last time, but we're coming back because we both watched Turning Red on Disney+. Plus. And shout out to Disney+, Plus for like hit after hit after hit. Proving that we want diverse stories. Like, we don't just want to hear about the same white girl. Right. Like, we want to hear about all different types of people in all different places with all different family dynamics. And I just think that they're doing well. It makes me excited for what they got to come. Yes. Excuse me. I love Turner, especially as somebody who is the only child. There, excuse me, is rarely stories about only children. And I feel like it was so. It's like if I was a kid and I saw that, I would have just been like losing my mind. Cause at first I was like, oh, is there going to be a sibling that pops up? And then I watched the whole movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, she was the only child. Like, I love that. Um, I didn't even peep until you like mentioned it. Like, oh my God, this is, she's the only child. Like, I never thought about how I don't see only children movies ever. Yeah. So that's why people be thinking we freaks. Um, but um, but yeah, it was so exciting to see that. Um, also, just um, seeing a girl. I feel like I wasn't as nerdy as May May, but I feel like some similarities that I definitely had. Like I've literally just recently found a book where I was obsessed with Avenged Sevenfold, and I was like fourteen, and May May was like thirteen, so I was around the same age. And I made a whole book of how I was obsessed with the lead singer of Avenged Sevenfold. I had like pictures cut out, and like I made like how our babies would look and stuff oh, like that. Oh and it was God. just that's so teenager, <laughs> such a teenage thing to do, and like just seeing. In that representation in that movie I just love that because I'm like that is just that is a teen girl experience also I love the fact that this movie was very personal like the writer director like this was her story mm-hmm. um and that's why I know everything all art is up for you know criticism or whatever but that's why I was just like people's takes on it I was just like uh like not even reading into them because like this was her story um and that's so exciting to see and that's like very like I feel like as a writer that's kind of brave too to write something to be like this is my story um you know I know she probably was you know obviously thinking about her community um when she wrote it as well but it's just like I feel like if if I had a chance to say something to her like it doesn't matter what anybody thinks because that was your story and it was personal people relate cool if they don't cool you know because that Mm -hmm. was your story it was just something that you had to get off your chest and I really enjoyed that also like mother seeing a mother-daughter um relationship where they're just like two peas in a pod where they're like to some people they're like wait they're just too close I'm like yeah definitely relatable (laughs) oh big mood and I also (laughs) feel like it was an important conversation to talk about like I think that Disney do a good job speaking to children and speaking to people like us who are Disney adults and they know we are going to watch. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about things that we probably are dealing with, like in our thirties where we have these parents that we love and we feel the need to honor, but we also have urges that are sometimes different from their expectations. And we have to honor that too. And sometimes it can feel like this, the two pandas ba- battling each other, you know, yeah. but I also like that for younger kids, they're talking about coping. Like I love that scene where she, 
pictured her friends in her head and she calmed down. You know, I, I thought that, that that was just so sweet because like, honestly, sometimes that's literally what I'll do. Like I'll close my eyes and I'll think about something like really kind my friend said about me. And that's enough to get me through whatever hard thing I'm going through. Like I'll have like somebody treat me like nothing and, and have to lean on the time where like my friends made me feel like Beyonce to be like, okay, cool. Like this is, that's enough. Like I don't need nobody else to think that of me. So that's real. I also like that Maymay was a, a, a bit delusional. <laughs> like she kept making it like her life was under control and she didn't care about what anybody thought, but she clearly did. I'm like, oh, I relate 100%. I love that. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I mean, I'm practically an adult. Like, girl, no, you are not. <laughs> but my favorite part of the movie was when Maymay was at that concert partying after she disobeyed her mom. And they were like, I can't believe you ain't listened to your mom. And she said, what's she going to do? Ground me and start laughing. <laughs> and then you see her mom, who is a full fucking giant panda, <laughs> stomping through the city. And she goes, may, may. I'm like, period. You was, that's, that was a pure, like, I guess, metaphor for you ain't never too old to get snatched up by your mom. <laughs> She's always bigger and badder than you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Your mother is always bigger and badder than you. And like, I feel like, I don't know what that is as a mom where they, they're scary. And I didn't think her mom was going to be that big. Her mom was bigger than all of them. Her mom was fierce, but the, the dad was low-key kind of like, you know, into it. He was like, <laughs> she was, she was so fierce. It's like, wait, did you want her to be a panda? No, I'm laughing. Be I'm also laughing because like somebody was saying like the new thing in Disney movies where the mom is like this fierce woman and the guy, the dad is just some guy. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> Even though the dad, like he was important a little bit. He was like, but he was going behind his wife's back telling her to stay a panda. Essentially. He's I thought you were funny in that video. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's the main bay i love to see <laughs> the panda <laughs> but no really great movie um so happy we had a chance to like both watch it because i know sometimes one of us is late to the party but we both got a chance to watch it and i highly recommend if you haven't like it's yes. so good mm -hmm. all right um now let's just quickly go over that beyonce performance as if we could quickly cover anything beyonce <laughs> Right. Oh. First of all, I said this earlier to Iman that I so I missed it because I I had missed the beginning of the Oscars. Um, I don't know why I said it because I missed that was dumb. But anyway, <laughs> I missed it. Didn't see the beginning of the Oscars. Um, so but after the Oscars, I realized that she uploaded it on YouTube. So me, I'm not used to Beyonce doing being nice to her fans. Like she always, I feel like she makes the, the hive like beg and plead for stuff. So I thought I was going to have to like watch it on my phone because somebody on Twitter uploaded it from something. I don't know. But the fact that I got to watch it on my TV in HD, I could not believe it. So I watched it like in a, on a loop. Because I was scared she was going to take it down. And she do stuff like that. She does do things like that. Because um, I just somebody just said grown woman is no longer on, spot, on um, uh, Spotify. Yeah, it's not on Spotify. I say, but it's on Apple Music. But I do. I wasn't crying too much because I, I did buy the album. So I bought that album. That's probably last album I bought. No, I think it was Talk That Talk. By, or by Rihanna but regardless you you did the right thing by like going to like YouTube and, and consuming it I also sent so I, 
I forget which one was it. Was it King Beehive? One of the Beyonce Instagram pages had uploaded it on the Instagram TV joint where you can load like the long form videos Mm -hmm. and I watched it there because I heard, I start seeing pictures of her in that neon dress. And I was like, oh, I got to find, I know one of these stands and uploaded the <laughs> performance somewhere. And I didn't have to look long. I didn't have to look far. So I sent it to you on Instagram. But I, I saw that somebody said Blue was in the performance and I, I started going crazy. I was like, what? And then if she wasn't there with professional dancers hitting those steps, I learned her little, her four seconds of choreography. <laughs> She was like, she really, it was so funny because she wasn't even on there for long, but you couldn't tell her that nothing. Like she was, even though like I am mad at the camera person because I feel like they should have like, you know, been more on her, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Um, yes, I know her is. mom, I know her mom probably was not with, was like, no, we need the, we need people that really dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she, Beyonce probably was like, no, don't with the foolishness. She probably, cause I feel like she be hating on Blue. I feel like she was just like, you know, it's still the her throne is still my performance. It's my performance. Um, yeah. But the the concept was amazing. Like, sitting I was there obsessed. in the middle of Compton. Also, yes. And everybody was dressed like tennis balls. They're dressed like tennis balls. And then it's like this house that from the outside would look like it's just a house, but in the inside it's a tennis court. And if you watch King Richard, you know that that literally was like, to me that felt very personal to the film and to like Venus and Serena's upbringing because these girls were in the middle of Compton. And the thing that kept them them the safest was one, the tennis court, and two, their family. Mm -hmm. And to have Mm -hmm. that tennis court inside that home where all the magic happened, it's like, she got it like, or the creative, her and her creative team got it. Like they got what that film was Mm -hmm. about. They got their life story. Like it was, it was Mm -hmm. really about, what kept them alive in Compton. <laughs> so it was just, also, ten, it was amazing. Also the hair, how everybody hair was with the beads and the braids like Venus and Serena. Also, yes. if you notice from the top, when they did like the aerial shot of the aerial shot of um, them dancing, they were all in a circle like a tennis ball. Yes. And then this was got a nerve to come to the awards wearing a tennis ball, yellow ish, colored dress in a tennis ball pocketbook she what? really was in theme like shut up like ugh. i love consistent so queen much. and the thing is it. you can never take, take it away queen. and if if it, if everybody could do it and if it were just up to a team then a lot of these girls would be doing it too but they're not because it's beyond like it's beyond the team like at the end of the day she's the core she's the consistency she's what really helps to bring things alive uh speaking of love that song because i love when beyonce sang real hard i love when she channels like i love when i can tell she's inspired by like like a michael jackson in her delivery and that's what Mm -hmm. i um got from that song i have been listening to it um in the gym non-stop because I just find it so motivating I low-key want to change my wallpaper to that picture of her oh she looks so good like that also those earrings like yeah 
And I love that That's the eye makeup president. was like different from yet the yellow because like you know yes. I, I would have went to the monochromatic, but she switched it up with like that purplish like jewel tone, and it brought us yes. into her eyes, did- which. You say you wonder who did her makeup? Oh, yeah, I wonder if it was Sir John. I think it might, yeah, it was him. Mm-hmm. I feel like who he, I don't know if he does her makeup all the time, but I just feel True. like her makeup is consistently amazing. It really is. Like, I've never looked at her makeup. Okay, maybe, never mind. I, I look at Beyonce's makeup and I'll be like, this is how I want mine to look. Beyonce and Rihanna's. Also, it was so subtle yet impactful. With the makeup, her makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the eyes for sure. It was like I love that. Like it was impactful. nothing crazy. It was definitely like doable. Like it was nothing like crazy cut crease, like anything like that. It was like very fun and just light. Absolutely, I loved it so much. Thank God for Beyonce Ooh. and Blue because that was mm-hmm. the best thing that happened that night. <laughs> That Literally. was honestly the that was definitely and, the best thing. Also, like Encanto, when oh yeah, best period. animated film, and making a style, you jumped on the remix, being the first. Yeah. Oh uh, my gosh, even rapper. I, when I tell you, wait, she was the first rapper at the um. She was the first no, rapper to perform. Three Six Mafia. They said she was, Mafia was she the, the first female rapper then? Maybe that's what she said. She the probably first was the first rapper. female rapper then. Yeah, first female yeah, rapper to say, ever I remember. Do a rap performance. You're right. She was definitely the first. She said that she was the first something, and I assumed rapper because I was like, period, she making history. But she's the first female rapper. Well, she hopped about that scene. <laughs> that was so deep. My jaw oh, dropped. What? Like, she is such a. F- what you gonna say, Iman? No, I said she didn't actually hop about the seat. She was just standing there and the camera cut to her. But you said she's the most what? She's such a freaking superstar. Like, she really is a superstar. Like, she can be anywhere. She can. Like, she she can be anywhere. There's not a lot of places that she can't be. And then I... People love I, her. Also, just be petty real quick. Tory Lanez can't say the same. Um, but I was I love the fact that she like got a plane from Costa Rica to go to like you are the, you are a superstar. You are a superstar. Like she's a I feel like we did it. We did it. Like to to like all the like Megan Thee Stallion have, like we did it. Um I know. And shout out to you, Iman, for forcing me to listen to her. Thank you, because I was going hard when Stylie Remix came out. I was like, yeah, everyone's going to watch it. You were. I remember <laughs> I let my cousin hear it, and he was like, all these girls trying to sound like Nikki now. And I was like, she does not sound like Nikki. A lot of these girls are trying to sound like her. She sounds no, nothing she like her. But I just felt like I, I went crazy. I, and I was like, you know what? I can find peace in the fact that I was correct. Um, but You was. Let's, Yes. Now let's move on to the second place of common senses because honestly, it's been burning us both up to talk about this. Um, we've seen so many people commenting, being like, we can't wait for y'all to talk about this. We can't wait to see what Iman and Sabri are going to say. And um, I guess we should just start from the beginning. Let me prop my phone up to get all the points. <laughs> let's just start from the beginning. Right so it all started on Sunday night. 
the Oscars were on. Everybody was doing what they mm-hmm. usually do. The people who cared about awards were watching and the people who didn't weren't. And then there's me who just was nosy. <laughs> yeah, there's Sabria in your family who just be like, why not, right? Come on, Sunday. Let's but, but also, and like, I knew Encanto was up for awards. Yeah, I I do. I I love film, and I'm like I, used to, I know Encanto's up. I used to watch award shows, but they make me honestly. Once Macklemore won over Kendrick Lamar, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this blatant disrespect. Ever. It was bad. Like, I also, can't. I be there for the jokes. The jokes. I be wanting to know why was this funny. So mm. okay, I was in bed because it was my goal to go to sleep early, <laughs> and then Sabria sent me a text like. Hey yo, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock, <laughs> and I saw it, and I was, oh my god, they are so funny staging it. You like, no, I think it's real, and that's when you sent me that like uncensored drawing where Will Smith, you know, Chris Rock's crack looks at Jada Pinkett and cracks a GI Jane joke, referring to her bald head, referring to the that film uh, where Demi Moore, I believe it was, was had her head shaved mm-hmm. bald, and he, you know, crowd laughs and. Will Smith does his little smile and looks over at Jada, who's visibly irritated. Will Smith decides to get up out of his seat. Go ahead. What was you about to say? What I was going to say, because I watched it live. I watched it live. So it was crazy. Because when you said that about Jada face, so I'm watching it live. He said that. The thing is, the joke was so not funny that like nobody in my family got it. Like we literally thought he was saying that she was going to be in G.I. Jane too. Like, that's what mm. we thought. Because I'm like, oh, she, mm. I'm like, oh, she would kill that role. She's strong as shit. Like, she looks beautiful, bald. I'm like, oh, she would eat that. Like, that's what I'm thinking. And I didn't know that she, um, I didn't know she had alopecia. So, mm. um, so yeah, I'm watching that. And the camera pans to Jada. And she rolls her eyes. And I'm saying to my mom, I said, oh, did you see her? Like, she was pissed. Like, what is going on? I'm like, yo, she pissed. And my mom like, yeah, yo, she pissed. And then like Will Smith, like he like you know he laughs or whatever. Um, then he gets up and like when you watching the live in America, he gets up and you just see him walking towards Chris Rock, and like the TV, um, like it looked like it froze, and then you just see Chris Rock continue. So we all going crazy in my house, like, yo, what just happened? Like, what just happened? Like, what did he just? Could you see like? Wilson's like fixes like fixes who or whatever. Then the camera pans to him, and he's in again in America is bleeped out. He's like keep my fucking my wife's names out your fucking mouth, and he said it twice. And me and my mom read his lips because he was pronouncing every word so we could mm-hmm. read his lips. So I'm like, yo, what the hell just? I'm like, yo, what just happened? Because it was crazy to see all that, and then like he still go on with what he was doing, like Chris yeah. Rock. So, um, my mom like check Twitter. So, <laughs> so I get on Twitter. The first thing I see is everybody's like, "What was that?" Everybody's like, "What's going on? What's happening? What's going on?" Then shout out to people in Australia and Japan. They the ones who had the uncensored one, and that's what I sent Iman the uncensored. Yeah, because the first when I said no, you didn't send me the uncensored one at was- first. Yeah, I didn't see you the uncensored one. You thought it was staged. And I'm just like, no. I'm like, the energy was crazy. That was not... <laughs> that yeah. energy was 
wild. I was like, that energy that had was to be wild. staged. That had to be staged because I was like, come on now, that's funny. And also, like the transition from like you know, it just seemed like it was fake. But then again, like you said, once you sent me that uncut John, and you saw the slap, the the turn turn around. The fix of the Colts and to be like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Loud as shit to the point where you don't even got no motherfucking no mic. mic in front of you. And I, he, he no said, Kate, that nigga been practicing stage for years. And you can clearly tell because it's, he enunciated. This shit was loud and crystal clear. I was like, oh, he said, keep his wife's name out your fucking mouth. And Chris Rock goes, dude, it was a joke. And he said what he said again. He said, it was a G.I. Jane joke. And he said, <laughs> when, when we said, keep my name, <laughs> keep my wife near your mouth, he said, I'm going to. That's how you <laughs> know you got the shits left out you. When somebody tell you to stop doing something and you said, I'm going to. So he said, I'll be I'm honest with you. I'm going to. I really do appreciate Black Girl Brunch. And like at this point, I consider me and Sabria pop historians. Actually, shout out to Jameer because he's the one who decided to label us pop historians, right? Yes. When I, the good thing about being a pop historian is that you remember people's track record. And sometimes that's not good because then you go through life thinking people going to do the same thing as you. But then sometimes it is good because you can quickly recall that Jada Pinkett like really, really pushed for the Oscars to stop being so white back in 2016. Like she really, really started a movement. And ever since then they've been paired, they've been pressured into being more diverse and inclusive. So she kind of got the ball rolling. I forgot about, that. nobody gives her credit for that number one because she's the reason why a lot of black people might be up in there because she made a scene and she caused like that that oscar so white conversation that was a whole hashtag and it all kind of got started because she was like pushing for more diversity and inclusion at the oscars so whatever beef they had she clearly got over it because she was back this year but i was surprised to see her i thought she looked great but i was like damn i'm surprised to see jada but back in 2016, Chris Rock was talking shit, saying that technically, I don't even know why Jada's mad because she wasn't even invited. That's like, you know, me being mad about not like, you know, getting invited to Rihanna's panties. Like we both weren't invited. Some corny shit like that. But I thought it was corny back then. I was looking at Chris Rock different ever since back then. Like, all right, it's one thing that you going to decide to host something with your black ass while everybody else is boycotting it. That's one thing. But to sit there and then try to like make fun of the person that started you know, got got some steam rolling when it came to like the actual conversation. I think that's even shittier. So I thought that was fucked up in 2016. I wonder what what the like if she beefed with him after that i mean i think she did release a comment saying like i mean it wasn't ideal but she you know did she didn't even care but clearly that wasn't the truth also i read that like you know chris rock didn't practice that joke so it starts to feel like he's targeting jada who like you said has alopecia and regardless of having alopecia deserves to sit at this award show watch it and not have her appearance be targeted so when I first saw that, I was like, oh, the slap makes sense. 
Because there's beef there. Yeah, so, because I didn't know. I didn't, when you explained to me, I said, oh, okay. Because, like, I re- didn't remember him going in on him like that, which it seemed like it was, like, very personal. And also, like, I get it, you comedian, whatever, yuck, 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 yuck. But to do something like that in front of an all-white audience to and to make fun of Black people who decided to take a stand, you do that in front of an all-white audience, like, I feel like that's just in bad taste. That's just very, it's in bad taste. Like, it's in really bad taste. I feel that every Black person, knowing what we go through, knowing what our shared challenges are, we may not always get along or see eye to eye, but there has to always be some sense of, like, unity. And it's unfair Mm -hmm. that that's the case, but that's what has to happen because you can guarantee that non-black people will not have our it's very questionable if they have our back or if they even have an idea on how to support us because we don't have a shared experience with anybody outside of being black like once you're black it's a special club that you're in so I feel like anytime Mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to use your voice even if you don't like somebody like I don't like a lot of people, but I'm not making fun of them in front of white people because they're like, they're not laughing at that person. They're laughing at blackness. They're laughing at, you know, they're mocking the cause, something bigger. And people who don't know the difference are like sickening to me. And I feel like Chris Rock has shown so many times where he is essentially an uncle Tom. He's shown so many times exactly. where he, it, it's okay for him he just wants to be aligned with whiteness and those type of people really are sad to me and I'm happy he got slapped. I'm sorry. I am. I am. Because <laughs> like, um, what was I about to say? Um, It's just crazy to me because like, again, we know he's a comedian, whatever. But to make a documentary called Good Hair and talk about like, you know, how perms are killing black women and all this kind of stuff and then interviewing an actual woman with alopecia who said in the documentary that she made a conscious decision to not wear wigs because she don't want to hide. Like you interview somebody like that. Like you just hate, like it could have been so many other jokes, like even an entanglement joke. Like how about that? Or like, yeah, still corny, like, but you know, Hey, yeah, still corny. Like, or something like that. Or like, even um, it was so many other people to make fun of, but you felt more comfortable to like this point at the knowing that that joke was not rehearsed to it adds another layer of like what the hell. Um, so yeah, it's just very weird. Um, because like there are people that we there's a certain way that I feel about a certain black actress, but I would never discredit her hard work um I feel like um it's obvious people know what I'm talking about but like (laughs) I would never talk about her work and I would never allow white people to get in on if I wasn't to make a joke that's why even on Black Girl Brunch there are certain people that we made a conscious effort and by people I mean black women because (laughs) why not there are certain black women that we don't totally agree with um in Hollywood, whatever, but we have made a conscious decision, myself and Iman, to not talk about them because we no. know um, our we know that we don't just have an all black audience, and we don't want to give anybody um, that's like non black any ideas or feel comfortable disrespecting them because no matter how we feel about them, at the end of the day, they are still black women, and Period. as a 
black women ourselves, we have to protect them no matter, you know, if we don't agree with their acting style or agree with like, you know, how they, you know, deliver jokes and things like that. Um, so the fact that we made a conscious effort of that, and we did that like, um, a few years ago and yeah, Chris Rock from the beginning. Like, damn near in his fifth, yeah, damn near in his fifties. And he like, you know, is, you know, so it's just like, and, and you know, criticism what? is like, going to happen. Criticism, like, like it's going to happen. But I think you again, you need to think about the the audience. We sit here on this podcast and we try to have some code of ethics, right? Not that we gonna always meet everybody's, and that's not the goal of living is to meet everybody's expectations. However, you gotta think mm-hmm. about the cultural context here. Like, I think a lot of people are choosing to talk about was it wrong that Will Smith slapped somebody on the stage? Is violence ever okay? First of all, a lot of y'all really going through life thinking that there's no possibility that you can get the shit slapped out with you. I would really advise you to like wake up because we are all, none of us are out of the reach of getting the shit slapped out of us if we are disrespectful. That's just it. Like we want to have this notion that like violence is never okay. Well then don't talk about people and don't make embarrass people. Don't make them feel bad. I'm one of those people who believe that wherever you disrespected me is where you can get the shit slapped out of you. And if that's a funeral, that's on you. If that's a wedding, that's on you. But I believe that the whole world should feel, the whole room should feel the same discomfort and shame that I felt. And in that moment, that's what happened. Jay Will took, Jada's discomfort and she it made the whole room feel that way he made the whole room feel that way when he disturbed it because that's what happens when you're sitting somewhere in peace and somebody decides to trigger you and I've had that happen to me on a smaller scale for sure I was never at the Oscar but I've had moments where I've come (laughs) to have I wasn't there I had moments where I tried to have fun and just show up in good spirits. And somebody says something about me that triggered me. Like we've we've all had that happen. Like, damn. So why can't I have fun? Like, why can't I just sit here and exist and laugh and be okay and be safe? But no, now that I'm triggered. I feel uncomfortable. That happens at work. You decide, oh, I'm gonna have a great day. I'm gonna have a great day. And then somebody asks you, wow, how long did it take you to get your hair done? You know, something that's put put lightly, but now I'm uncomfortable. Now I'm at work. But if when I say something back, like that's my business, now the whole room uncomfortable, but that's how I felt. So it was like, why, if you don't want to feel discomfort, physical, mental, any of those things, one, don't say terrible jokes and two, don't laugh at them because everybody laughed, but then they were upset when the whole vibe got ruined because he got smacked. It's like, okay, but you thought it was funny. And the next thing I'll say about violence is that, you know, this man, Will Smith has been, um, (laughs) I guess, Per a straight A student in the game, you know, super wholesome. Everybody loves Will Smith. I think on on Secure, like that's one of the first things Issa said about Molly is that Molly is like Will Smith. Everybody love her. Like black people love white. That's his reputation for 30 years. But because he lost his temper as somebody who was coming at his wife for the second time publicly making her feel uncomfortable, now he now he a, he he a menace. He's a monster. He's a terrible person. And it's just like. But what and about what people who mentally? Huh? What the hell? White women talking about something we've all been there. It reminds me of my father. That don't got shit to do with your dad. This is not Charles getting it's drunk not about off of Bud Light and beating your mom ass. They don't have nothing to do with shit. And the trailer that's a park. whole different story. And the trailer park. Yeah, that's, that's sorry that that made you think of that, but it's not about you. Number one, 
I know that's going to be hard for y'all to realize, white women, that something wasn't about you and that it's not about the patriarchy or anything else. But the the reality is a lot of y'all would have never been put in a position to be disrespected, to know what you would have done. And that's people, well, if it were me, if it were me, if you were not a black woman, then you won't know what it was like to possibly be you because People wouldn't have said shit if Anne Hathaway had a bald head. People wouldn't have said nothing if Meryl Streep had a bald head. That joke wouldn't have happened. Because nobody say nothing about Amy Schumer, fat ass. Now, if I say something about her, she's like the damn Michelin man, then even me saying this right now could get us, like, you know, chopped. But she looks terrible. Why was she coming at dress? That looked terrible. She didn't, it looked like she tried it on and was like, yeah, let's go. You look a mess. You look like a fucking fart. She keep, it's a lot of them know. They can get away with looking, but even Jada Pankin looking stunning, looking striking. Jada looked good. She, she looked, looked good. amazing. Actually, prior to that happening, I was like, yo, I got to give a shout out. Like her wearing that, what if she wearing? Jean, Jean-Paul Gaultier? I think she was wearing yes, a Jean-Paul mm-hmm, Gaultier Jean-Paul dress. And I was like, this this is like a perfect dress for her frame. Like this yes, is, a, she looked like, amazing. That had me hyped because, like, I'm not as short as her, but as a short person, I'm like, she is carrying that gown. She carries as a that short gown. Person, she she never allowed allowed outfits to eat her up. I feel like she does really great as like a petite. And that's woman, very like, hard when you're short. Because it kind of because a pair of bell bottoms, I'm done. <laughs> but no, I just thought it was like I thought it was amazing. But the the people that are saying that Will Smith is so violent, just in the other end, violence is never okay. Like I just want to quickly point out that violence be happening every day, and y'all don't care. Like y'all don't care at all. Also, like I just a lot just of looking. Them... Sorry, Wait, I'm sorry. Um, a lot of those actors support the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, whatever, the Israeli military, and a lot of those movies and stuff like that are funded funded by Israel. It's hella violence going on over there against Palestinians. Hella. If you speak about that, then you could be at Ooh. risk of losing your job or a risk or something like that, you know? Um and the only reason why some people feel comfortable talking about it now is because how vocal Bella and Gigi Hadi had been about it. Shout out to them. But yeah, a lot of them are sitting on, have literal blood on their hands because they're so obsessed with Israel, IDF and stuff like that. But when you talk about that, ooh, don't say that. Like whatever, like, but you like your paintings in a bunch over a slight, please. They're either obsessed with Israel, obsessed with supporting our troops, played in movies where they perpetuated violence um, or, you know, they're sexual predators where if they haven't like in some way been, you know, related to a sexual scandal, their girlfriend is barely out of high school and that's okay. Or it's a Harvey Weinstein situation where even if you're not him, if you were aligned with him, you still get invited. Or if you're Known for being an abuser or something, Woody Allen, if you're known for being an abuser, that's not enough to get you not invited. And then the people who aren't celebrities sitting up there going, what about the shit that happens in our neighborhoods and our communities every day? that y'all have full on access of and you don't care. Like you don't think about it. Like I literally have been reading that we're, we've surpassed like 200 homicides in Philly, right? That's something that you need to be, that's everybody's problem. That's not just our problem because we live here in Philly. From a human standpoint, 
Big city crime that's getting so bad because of this pandemic is everybody's problem, but nobody comments on it. Yet the worst thing in the world is that one nigga could slap another nigga talking about his wife at an award show. And what y'all really mad at is that he ruined your vibe because everybody just be, white people just want to be happy and watch the show. But no, once we need to get to that point. And I think that like Sabrina and I wanted to do take a moment to talk about like Jada, because I think that a lot of people could get caught up in the like Will Smith, did he deserve it? And Chris yes. Rock, did he deserve it? I'm sorry, Sabrina, you like you was. Yes, exactly. Like nobody is like saying like how she felt and you know, how, you know, this, you know, affected her, like even, um, affect, also, like thinking about people who have alopecia, like you know, like nobody's yeah. thinking about that. The black, nobody's thinking about the really care about the women. Also, like these two, they're they rich niggas. At the end of the day, it's two rich niggas. Like, why do y'all care? Like, why do why can't y'all just have a laugh and move on? But he got slapped, some, not shot. He and, got slapped. Exactly, like Judd Apatow told him he could have killed them. And Yo. like somebody tweeted, like, so that's you admitting that a bitch slap can kill you. Like, you definitely, <laughs> if a slap can kill you, you definitely should not go outside. You shouldn't. I should have been just, dead. You shouldn't be nowhere. And, it, I and that's crazy. So many it's times. Like, okay, you talking about that? You saying that, Jet Apatow? But like, where was you when, um, when James Franco was beating a woman up on a set of Freaks and Geeks. And that is when he deleted what he said because somebody mm-hmm. worked that up. And it's like, so that was okay? Like, and you continue to work with James Franco for years after that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know nobody's, so again, no... I'm sorry, we keep... It's, it's the... Um, <laughs> seeing the webcam, I feel like I see your mouth and then I stop talking. also like it's crazy because again like not that i care but like also people don't even really care about chris rock for real they just care about the vibe like iman said like they just care that their vibe got ruined and also um these are the last two black people that they felt safe around quote unquote so they're just like the reason why they liked will smith is because he was you know he he not was he is he's a very nice guy he's very charismatic you know he again like Eminem said Will Smith don't got a cuss in his rap like he don't you know he didn't curse in his rap very family friendly he loves his wife he loves his kids he did a good job of like you know keeping in touch with his son from his previous relationship whatever he's just a wholesome guy and he has we have never seen him because honestly i have never seen will smith cry outside of that one episode of fresh prince until this year like i'm let me i mean the the last few months like you know the entanglement red talk table talk thing i have not seen him cry publicly like until like recently um so like they don't they like him because he shows no emotion besides like family man happy yeah um so they feel safe around him and when he shows one he has one you know human moment then they're like oh my god that can he could murder me and it's just like <laughs> again, he could, again he could, he, anybody y'all niggas, could. Sitting, y'all niggas are sitting at the met gala with james franco Again, Mr. Diddles, um, you're sitting there. Johnny Depp. With, you're sitting there with Johnny Depp. You're sitting there with Shia LaBeouf. And Amber Heard, who, 
with Shia Bolt, exactly smack arounds. Like they talk about a smacking child. Yeah, y'all don't know smacking <laughs> until you've seen them drunk. Exactly. Okay. Oh, sorry. And I just pictured sober, the yelling. What you picture, you man? I picture like you know when people yell and they throat get real like you can see the veins in their throat. That's all I picture yeah. when I think of Shia LaBeouf. Um, but like again, exactly. just like kind of going back to like shit. Jada, like people need to like yes. really people people need to kind of take a moment to understand like well we I think everybody who's listening to this show understand just the relationship that black women have with hair. Like you know it. Like it's it's a pro- it's a struggle. It's an emotional journey. Like especially if it is you such ha- a struggle. you've been around for like the perm era, like that shit it will, it's been a lot of learning and unlearning to do. And it's just like I think mm-hmm. it's black woman one on one that like our hair is something you don't mention or at least it should be. And I just think that like one, you should keep that in mind Two, Like, why is it okay to be mentally evasive to some, uh, to a black woman in this space? And three, why is it okay to bring up her past as a reason for her to be disrespected? Like I, the amount of people that I've seen being like, well, August Alcina, you should have been <laughs> slapping August Alcina. That don't have nothing to do with it because she made a decision in her marriage and because her husband and her chose to work it out. She's supposed to be, she's supposed to be punished her entire life and never respected again. Are you, are y'all nuts? When we sit up there, we don't do that to future. (laughs) Exactly. Also like they have an agreement, like they have, it's been whispers about that for years that they have like, you know, an open marriage and some people believe that that doesn't work. It's not for me, but it's their thing to do. And I think it was the, the, the worst thing. I feel like what upsets people is the fact that they know who Jada, like they know one of the people that she messed with and they don't know anything about Will Smith. But the thing is, he said it, that he's done things. Like he said it himself. Like he has, like, we just don't know who the people, we don't know who the people are, but he has admitted to, you know, has messed. And also like when, you know, the more I think about it, it was, it was August Alcina who caught feelings in all of this um so you know you can't really get mad at jada for have like for just for somebody falling in love with her like you can't get mad at jada because she ain't do nothing to you that's number one but number two it's just like the more i I read like will smith's book because i was on the side of like what the hell at first you know even though it's not my relationship i was just like whoa that's interesting but the more you read their book the more you understand that jada like many women was taking l silently for years you know, all to play her role in her family, all to support his career. Like at some point she she gave up a tour with Guns N' Roses for her band so that she could stay home while he did I Am Legend or that she could support Jaden um, in a movie while he did I Am Legend. But it was just constant like him. It was constant his needs over hers. And I think that's what led up mm. to whatever point they were in where they both decided to be like, fuck it, we just doing our own thing. And then they decided to get back together afterwards. They shouldn't have to 
pay the public just because they told y'all. That don't mean that now on every time she get embarrassed, it's okay because she's a whore. It's like y'all don't do that to Jay Z, and he's cheated on. You know, he they both wrote albums admitting what happened there. Like y'all don't do that. You don't bring it up every single time that exactly. he he doesn't. Y'all don't like y'all don't drag him and be like, oh, he deserves it because he's a cheater. It's just like sad how people. But I, when I do women. it, when I say. Exactly, because when I do that about Jay Z, people tell me to get over it. No way. (laughs) They are villainizing (laughs) Jada so much. Like people are like, she's the reason why his mental. How is it that a man get up and slap somebody and she the reason? Like what the fuck? She got mind control or something? No, he did it because he wanted to defend her. I think people who it's just so out of their their realm to believe that somebody could love and respect and feel the need to protect the black woman that much that they would get up on their big night and slap the shit out of somebody in a room full of white people and just people room full of quote quote celebrities right they they feel the need to to do that in a room full of important people and you had to do it for your own ego there's no way you did it for her it's because y'all can't even begin to value a black woman that much and then a lot of you uncle time ass niggas i saw y'all too i saw y'all too talking about, <laughs> this is not how you conduct yourself around white people i don't give a shit about how i conduct myself around white people who are they i'm not changing anything yeah, about what i, I do outside of not opening up the conversation for them to comment on things i don't feel comfortable talking about but that's why also because let me be around white people like that <laughs> if we being honest exactly, because i can't talk about i can't talk to them about everything i can't be authentic so but one thing i'm never going to do is be afraid to show up as myself because of white people being afraid to show my anger because of white people like that is that's the definition of oppression and like, um, what was I gonna say? The um, the only reason why I was like, why did he do that, dear? Because I don't feel like here because white people don't know when to shut the fuck up. And I, y'all, y'all still talking like people literally out of nowhere. I don't know where they came from. I didn't use no hashtag. I said something. I made <laughs> a joke, and all these white people was eating me up. And I wasn't saying nothing back to him because I'm like, I don't care. Like y'all could just punch the air and say whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's why I wish that he did it in a parking lot because I just did not, I don't want to hear y'all talk. Like, I don't want to hear y'all. And like the talk about the professionalism thing. I will never forget this. As long as I live, I had an interview at Vans. The manager at the store smelled like literal shit. <laughs> literal shit a manager interviewing me for a job smelling like horse shit <laughs> excuse me that's prof- that's professional that's professional that's professionalism a white man smelling like absolute caca <laughs> please I'd rather I than slept. <laughs> I please slept the shit out of me and I just think that people people are like like he cut a ticket outside. He y'all wanted everything that would allow you to watch the show in peace. No, <laughs> you, that's what people keep forgetting. Like the whole point of it was to do something so crazy that you make everybody feel uncomfortable. That's the whole point. Like when you do something to certain people, like only sometimes that's the only way people know you're serious. In my opinion, if we would have slapped people in the nineties for being disrespectful, maybe like by the time we got here, we might've been at a point where people actually take us serious. But I also feel like sometimes like this is going to make me sound crazy, but like entertain me. The idea that there's going to never be violence is fucking 
stop. You're dreaming big time. This idea that, oh, violence is never okay. Violence will never happen. It's like, how many times will human nature challenge us all to, to understand that that's not true? Like, you'll never hear me say there's never a reason to resort to violence because I don't believe that that's the truth. I think that in order to make it into this, in this world, in order to survive, you have to be like, all right, I'm not, I'm gonna try my best not to use violence. But if you play with me, I understand that the only way to get you to understand where I'm coming from is beyond talking to you. I gotta slap the shit out you. I have to. Like, yeah. I have to. I believe that there are some people that are beyond talking to. There are some issues that are beyond talking about. And I think this respect with black women, we've been saying it. We've been saying it till we're blue in the face. We got it on totes. Respect black women, protect black women. Malcolm X been talking about it since the seventies and, you know, talking about how the most disrespected woman is the black woman. We've saw the Supreme court nominee, uh, what's her name? Judge uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson. We saw her get disrespected and she, she has a squeaky clean, you know, reputation. She don't got a reputation for being, you know, a woman that steps out on her husband. She has hair. She's a judge and she still got disrespected. And what happened when she got disrespected, after she got disrespected, being accused of aligning herself with child predators and protecting child predators because it was made up because white people wanted to, to question her credibility Cory Booker sat there with tears in his eyes and he said, you deserve to be here. You're worthy. And he, great words by him. And white people ate it up. I saw it all on LinkedIn because they like that. That's a great narrative. A black woman had to go through mental hell, although she's more credible than everybody in the fucking room to get to her spot. And then a black man, instead of getting up and protecting her, he just gave her some words, you know, when they go low, you go high. And that, that's all people want. People want that to keep happening. Every time we disrespectful, keep happening. You know, take take the high road. Be classy. Not all of us are classy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to tell you that right now. Don't disrespect me. Don't disrespect my friends. Don't disrespect my mom because I'm going to make you feel real uncomfortable. And I will say this without criminalizing myself. One time somebody disrespected my mom and I had to do something very crazy. And that grown man respects me now. So it's just like, just, just know that for some, <laughs> I had to do something unusual, but they know not to play with me. And sometimes that's what also, you got to like, do in life. Also, he, Chris Rock did not press charges. Um, you know. And people was like, um, People were trying to call it LAPD. Like, first of all, that is very disrespectful because there is so much going on in Los Angeles. Like, there is so much actual crime going on. And you niggas want to call, like, the LAPD, like, because a nigga got slapped at the Oscars. Like, that will be handled. It will be handled. Um, also, he apologized. Like, he apologized, um... Twice. Well, he apologized to Chris Rock once, but like he he apologized twice. He did. He apologized for what he did, and he probably thinking about it like, damn, that's crazy. Like, why did I do that? Like, y'all acting like he is like. I mean, just because he was seen at a party being like getting jiggy with it, like you know, sometimes <laughs> you just help. wanna <laughs> didn't help, but whatever. But like, sometimes you don't want people handle stuff differently, and. 
he um probably was still like you know I won it's still a good night for me like you know but um you know he probably isn't proud of himself like and what like what a lot of white liberals and stuff you want in they don't be wanting apologies or people to um be like you know I should they be wanting people to die and want them to <laughs> hate themselves after something like that's what they be wanting and it's like how productive is that like people should be allowed to apologize and move on like literally another man smacked a smacked a man like it's not like for disrespecting his up, wife for disrespecting his wife he is not like he fucking like people was making up scenarios like he karate chopped uh betty white first of all betty white's dead so that scenario would never happened um but and she would have probably never made that joke but because betty white was actually funny she would have no she would have said something about entanglement um but i don't even i think she would have that would have been too easy for her she wouldn't have done that like also yeah she was the man of the hour why are y'all bringing in his marriage he was he was the man of the night like he was one of the the leading men of the night like why would y'all do that it was so many people to make fun of like why the hell was like amy schumer that's where amy that's when i I was like we got this block of cheese in the building (laughs) <laughs> now I would have been busy. <laughs> what did like, she smack the shit up? You believe so? <laughs> right for herself. Amy Schumer. Now, the thing is, all this shit up, all this shit I talk about Amy Schumer. If she pull up, then you know what? I definitely exactly. get it because like, I definitely get it. I actually kind of want it. Like if Amy Schumer wanted to like come up and see if she could beat me, then come on, let's go. Like that would be a dream for me. But if Drake slapped yes. the shit out of us because of what we said. I'm be honest exactly. with you. I That's would kind of get it. Like certain people, if they slap exactly. me, I'd be like, "Ouch!" But yes, I'm exactly I'm even. like it, anybody. Like I know, like the stuff that I have said in here has definitely been out of pocket. It's definitely been insane. Like so, I definitely know if somebody don't want to work with me, if somebody don't want to, you know, blah blah blah. Like I definitely understand but yeah it was so many other people like literally all he could have said was why the fuck is amy schumer here i would have screamed okay mm-hmm. the way i would have screamed because why was she there you know he'd be like um i, I did not talk about a white woman i'm not talking about a white <laughs> woman in front of a white audience shucking and jiving it's exactly. just insane like that's and talk, don't zoe kravitz yeah. another one shucking and jiving they eating her up right now uh, Zoe Kravitz was yeah, so pissed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Crazy, crazy things as we speak. Like, and the thing is, nobody has no room to talk. That's the crazy thing. Nobody has no room to talk because, like, again, when it first happened, I was definitely taken aback. I was shocked when I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Sabria, you literally bit somebody because you were angry. <laughs> you broke skin. So I shut up. <laughs> when you bite somebody, nothing for me to say. Huh? <laughs> I was younger. It's all right. Okay, yeah. We're not judging. <laughs> is the whole point because we're we're. I think the more like, not to bring things back to turning red, but we need to start kind of like respecting rage a little bit more and understanding that that's a real emotion. Like that's not that's something we all could experience. Like we all could experience rage. And I'm not trying to say that it's okay to go on a killing spree. I'm not trying to say that it's okay to be abusive to everybody, but I'm going to say that sometimes you are going to lose it. Like anybody listening, there's going to be a time where you said some shit that you wish you never said. And if 
somebody you you feel like they kept bullying your wife over and over and over again about something she can't help a medical condition there might be a chance that you might feel like at least if you don't do it you might have felt like doing it mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like i'm not saying that like i'm happy like, well i did say i was happy that he got slit but i'm not saying that like that's what something <laughs> i always dreamed of happening it's been like you said it's been hell on earth these last 48 hours because I'm Will Smith Hive and like having to see somebody go from the most loved celebrity to like everybody calling for like a witch hunt is just crazy to me. Seeing that scarlet letter put on Jada, it's just like, ah, damn, like we really do need to chill with our, our love and interest in celebrities as a whole, because it's consuming like the world in a way that I just don't feel like it should be as though, like I said, there have been 200 homicides in like Philadelphia alone. Like that should be alarming. Like people, I say that and I feel like people be like, Oh, shut up. Like, no, it's 200, 200 homicides and counting. And we haven't even hit summer yet. That's in Philly alone. That's not Miami. That's not Chicago. That's not Detroit. That's not Compton. That's not all these cities, but we are choosing to talk about violence city baby. Yeah. So, um, I just hope that, I mean, to be continued, we're going to be talking about this for a minute, unfortunately, but hopefully um, something new comes from it. Like hopefully some <laughs> new angles, um, but ultimately like respect black women and we got to stand on it. We can't say respect black women, but then when somebody go up and, and really do it, we all looking crazy. Like, do you understand what it means? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's it. That's Ta-ha. it for the show. What a week. Oh, gosh. You already know. I know it's only Tuesday, but what a week. What a (laughs) week. This Sunday started off with a bang. Wowie, but howie. I still can't. I have seen such iconic things live happen. Like when Janet Jackson titty pop, I seen that live. (laughs) This, I seen live. What else did I see? Taylor and Kanye. Taylor and Kanye West. I did. I mean, Jarrell, remember we saw that live? We was in my room. I, I saw, saw that, that live, live too. <laughs> I saw that live too. And that that was just like I was fighting for my life that night as a Kanye fan oh, at I the was moment. Same. Oh, I was fighting for my life. It's so funny that like again, being pop culture historians, you feel like you gotta I feel like that I know that the narrative you paint is so important that I'm like, get on the internet and paint the correct narrative. Otherwise, pop pop culture otherwise the news and white people going to going to burn them to the ground like what they they was pissed off behind that taylor swift joint for real and it didn't help he was technically wrong he was wrong he was wrong as two left shoes (laughs) he was wrong as hell but but i was a teenager when it happened so i thought Mm -hmm. he was right i was a teenager and a beyonce stand and a Kanye stand so, <laughs> I, I don't actually. I think I was a t- I was a Swifty at the time, to be honest. Um, because Not that's me. when she. Was, I was a Swifty real bad in high school. Ooh, and I was just like so conflicted, but I still was going with Kanye because I was like, it's for the culture. But um, yeah, so many crazy things have happened during award shows. Like we've co- like at this point, we've covered Cardi B throwing that shoe with Nicki Minaj. We've covered so many crazy pop culture things, and I feel like this has definitely topped it. Like a slap at the Oscars. Oh, and yeah, he really won the award for the night too. Shout out to Philly. He did. Um, so that's his first Oscar. <laughs> Should have got it for Ali. 
But that's it. That's the show. We would love to hear you guys' thoughts. Make sure you hit us up on the socials. Follow us on Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Follow, uh, email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at imamate. Follow me on Twitter at it's Mate. And follow me at Franklin underscore on Twitter and it's Franklin on Instagram. Also, my birthday is Saturday. Yay! By the time we do this show, you will be a grown ass woman. Yuck, but cool. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week's show. Bye. Peace.